Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, beautiful. It's wonderful to be with you again. I am so excited to talk today about the power of past lives. I have said it time and time again. I believe that past lives are running the show at least 95% of the time. Past lives will keep us sick. They will keep us in pain. They will make us want to be small or dim our light, not shine as bright as we could. Past lives are at the core of pretty much every relationship that we are in or that we experience in our lifetime. There's some sort of past life connection that is really putting us through all the twists and turns. I have been studying past lives for many years now, and I studied with Brian Weiss at Omega in New York. He taught me and he certified me in past life regression. It is one of the, I think, the most healing things that we can do for ourselves. Past lives will unveil what is keeping us stuck, what is keeping us small, what is keeping us angry, sad, sick. Now, I want to share some of my experiences with past lives, my own experiences, so that I can help bring this to light. I can help you understand the power of past lives. It is imperative that you at least be open to hearing this. I talk to people occasionally that are like, oh, no, you know, I've never been here before. This is my first trip. And yet I, I witness all of the relationships they go through, the self-sabotage, the, and it's not just stuff from this lifetime. It is past life stuff that they've carried over. But the thing about past life regression, the reason it is so healing is because it gives you the opportunity to go back to see what role you played. And just so you know, we weren't all, we weren't always uh, the same sex as we are now. So I might have, you know, I've seen past lives where I was a male. We travel with the same groups of people, but we play different roles. So it's not uncommon for our spouse in one lifetime to be a sibling or a child or a parent or a friend this time. So past lives, um, I want to talk about something that happened to me recently. So some people know that I have had some issues with my knees for several months, especially my right knee. It started about the time I started my first spiritual boot camp, which is a five-week program, a daily program for five weeks 
where I email something to the group every single day for five weeks. And um, it's about, you know, shifting your mindset into a whole new way of being connected. And I'm not going to get into detail about it here, but my knee issue started about the time I was getting ready to run that for the first time, which I found quite interesting. So since I know the, the power of emotions as well and how they can settle in our body, the first thing I received was that my knees were acting up out of fear because I was doing something new. This was just one more step in the direction of shining brighter, of coming out fuller into the world. And it seems like every time I do something new, and I mean a big step, something shows up in my body. I call them spiritual growing pains. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, just find the podcast that's listed as spiritual growing pains. It'll make some sense. So as I ran my first boot camp, it went wonderfully. Everyone had great results. It started bringing this tribe together. My knees started getting a little better. Well, the next thing that came up, excuse me, um, I don't, and here's the thing, I don't remember each particular event that came up, each thing that I was going to do new. But needless to say, as each thing came up, my knees would start hurting. And I mean, it was affecting me, it's been affecting me in my yoga class, my hot yoga. I have been, been unable to do particular poses. I've really had to to really baby my knee quite a bit. Sometimes I'm limping. I have been going to a chiropractor twice a week for at least eight months to put my knees back. <laughs> now I'm not going to call it a dislocation. It's not that I'm able to move. I'm able to walk and move, but my kneecaps, especially my right knee, actually retain was retaining fluid. And was causing some of the the bones to uh, shift and move and pop and crack. And I mean, to a very uncomfortable place. And so I've been going to this beautiful healer named Vanessa. Uh, I'm just going to do a shout out for her. Vanessa Warabee. W-O-R-O-B-E-Y. If you are ever in the Northeast Pennsylvania area or if you live there currently... Vanessa is a gifted healer, and it's not just chiropractic work. She is an energetic healer. She has helped me so much and has changed my life, and so I wanted to just give a shout-out for her. Um, I'll even give you her contact number. It's 570-892-0131. Again, Vanessa Warabee, 570 0131. She is located in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Okay, so moving on. Vanessa has been putting my knees in. Um, Other people have been telling me, gosh, don't you think it's time to see a doctor? Here's the thing. I have always gotten in meditation that this knee issue is tied to past lives, one or many. That there was, it had fear base in it, possibly other things. So as I went through this past eight months, 
I would do past life regression with myself. I would just do meditations. I've done it enough. So I'm able to get a lot of things actually without even going into meditation. I'll just get snippets or little movies in my head of what happened. Well, at one point, my knees just seemed like they were good, had finally gotten better. Only to go through the whole motion once again of all of a sudden I have fluid on my right knee. Uh, it's in and out of place. It hurts. I'm in pain. What the hell? Like, I had to really watch getting angry because I would get, that's very easy when I, when you feel like, gosh, I'm finally healing. And then damn it, here it is again. Well, I realized this last time my knee really began to flare up and it was when I was getting ready to go to New York city to do some videos. I was going to do some work with someone who had their own production company. And this is not, you know, for a television show or anything. It was for my own use. It was me being on camera and telling my story, being interviewed by someone. And that's the first time for me to have something like that happen. So I realized it's yet the next step. It's that next big step. Oh my God, I'm really coming out even more into the world. And so my knees, here they go, especially the right knee started acting up. I never once even thought about going to the doctor. That was not an option. And I'm going to tell you why for me, because I knew that a doctor was going to look at it from a medical standpoint and perhaps say either we have to drain it or we have to, you know, you need to go for surgery or, and I understand the power, not just the power of past lives. I under this, I understand the power of suggestion. So if I go to a doctor and he says, we need to do surgery or this is going on or that's going on, then guess what my body's going to decide? It's going to hear that and say, yes, we cannot heal. We must now have surgery. Now, I'm not bashing surgery. And yes, I do believe it's um, necessary sometimes, lots of times maybe. But for me, I never felt that for this knee. I have healed myself from other things, including Lyme disease that I had for eight years. And I have done it on my own by healing my soul, healing my past. So I really felt this has something to do with past. I just have not seen or experienced, gone back and experienced that past life yet. As I'm moving forward and my knees are doing this again, I'm praying and praying for guidance. And I'm asking, please help me see what happened so that I can heal it and I can move forward. Because healing that stuff in the past lives, whether something happened to us physically or emotionally, when we go back and heal that then, which I do with the angels, by the way, it heals us now. It, uh, it truly heals us in miraculous ways. I'm not talking just emotional stuff. It can heal us physically. So this is where the story gets kind of cool, actually. It gets real good. So I started having these visions. I would, I did kind of do some meditations and I'd have these visions and I actually saw myself in my past life. It was like um, gladiator type of dress that I was in. I was a male and I was laying, now I don't know what's happened up to this point. All I kept seeing was myself laying on the ground and this might sound kind of gory. I'm just going to prepare you. But I saw myself laying on the ground and my knees had been 
it's almost like bashed in or a machete used on my knees. So I can't, of course, get up and walk. My knees are all bloody and it's, it's gross. Like there's just blood everywhere and I'm just slowly dying, but I'm still alert and awake and, and screaming out, not in agony and pain. It's actually, I'm screaming out in disbelief that this has happened. And again, the story gets even a little gorier. So if that's even a word, gorier, I have seen wild dogs eating my knees in the same past life. So, and here's the thing I want to explain about past lives. I don't feel any physical pain going back and witnessing that. Okay. You won't feel any, you don't feel any physical pain. You feel the emotional part of it. So I am in that body as that man looking down and watching these dogs eat my knees. I know, disgusting. Now that's as far as I ever got with the story. And so, yes, here's the weird thing. Both of my knees would actually get this hot, hot to the touch, like this feverish feeling. Even my chiropractor, Vanessa, was floored. I'd go in and she'd, she'd just say, like, I can't believe, like, they're actually hot. And... So as I continued forward, I would continue to ask, you know, please show me any part of this story, continue on, anything that's going to help me so that I can heal that and I can heal my knees. Well, I received a gift, a gift to go to one of my favorite spiritual yoga retreats. And as many of you have listened to my podcast know, I can manifest things. And that's what I, I teach other people to do, how to manifest things. I'd put up to the angels that I needed a break. I needed to go to a certain place. And I told the angels to take care of it. I want to go, you take care of the details, including paying for it. Um, when it's time for me to go, all that good stuff. And I received an email from someone shortly after that, that said, uh, there is a a gift certificate waiting for you at this spiritual retreat, the one that I always want to go to. There's a gift certificate waiting for you, so you just pick the date and go. Yes, it happened. So it was several months later before I was able to. I was actually helping my parents. My dad had surgery, um, some major surgery, and so I was helping them for several months, running back and forth and so finally came to a time when I could go. I'll be honest, it came to a time where I had to go. I needed to go. So I marked off my calendar, booked the dates, and I went. And it was only for a few days. But sometimes that's enough. So I went to this retreat, and I did send out a newsletter about it. If you, if you got the newsletter, then you heard a portion of what happened. You, you learned a portion of what happened there. And I'm not going to do a shout-out for the name of the retreat. And you'll find out soon why, why that is. But anytime I visit this place, I usually book an appointment with one of their master healers. It's just really nice time for me to go and allow myself to receive from what I have always experienced as beautiful spiritual workers there at this, this space. I'm very picky on who works with me, who works on me, to be honest. Um, gosh, I'm going to say this as lovingly as I can. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of healers out there that are working from an ego base or, a um, hmm. 
I don't know. When the ego is involved in healing, I don't want to be part of it. Okay, that's not tapping into the higher universal forces, God. So this place that I go to, I love everyone that is working there. They, they're so far removed from ego. So I book an appointment with someone new. I usually go to the same person, but she was booked up. And so as I know, everything happens for a reason. I said, okay, I'm going to go with this other person. There's, no, there's only two master healers there right now. So I got an appointment with her, and it was for the next day. Now, my knees are hurting. I'm going to yoga classes, and I'm having to, you know, at this retreat center, I'm attending the classes, and my, my knees hurt. So I can only do, in fact, they're hurting more. I, I'm, I'm in shock because they're hurting more. And I'm, you know, having to hold back in my yoga poses. And as someone who's, who is, who's always been competitive, and I mean, I was in lots of sports growing up, and I pushed myself physically, it's tough to hold back because, right, we're still like, come on, you can do it. This coach inside is saying, you can do this when your knee is going, no freaking way I can do this. <laughs> I can't do this warrior two pose, forget it. So I get this appointment, I go in the next day, and she greets me and takes me back to the room where we're going to be together. And she looks tired or something, like she's not smiling, but I'm not going to assume anything. I just, first thing I do um, as I, as I always do, anyone I work with, even if it's someone working with me, I ask the angels to come in and begin the healing process for both of us, myself and the healer that's going to be working on me. I ask the angels and guides and God and Jesus, and I just ask them all to go help her, not just work on me, but help her do her own healing. And so we sat down and visited for a few minutes and she said, you know, are there any things in particular that you want to talk about or work on? And I said, well, my knees have been a problem, and I, I really want to get them taken care of. It's just been going on long enough, and I'm tired of it. And, you know, I told her it's been like eight, nine months. And she goes, well, you know, sometimes we do need to just go ahead and get them looked at. You know, go in and get it taken care of. And I thought, oh, no, well, we're going to just work on that today, I'm sure, while we're working together. So... <clears throat> I also told her that if if you get any messages, feel free to share them. I am open to anything. And she proceeded to tell me that they were no longer supposed to give messages like that because I guess someone had been in there and had complained. There was a, and this was her words, a psychologist or psychiatrist that had come in and had some work done and had complained that they received messages that what if those aren't true? They wanted their money back. And that's the reason I'm not telling you where it is because she was such a beautiful channeler and said, I'm happy to give you messages and it just stay between us. And I said, yes, please. I welcome them. You're in good hands. That's what I told her. All right. So as she started working on me, um, she got a lot of things. A lot of beings came forward. She said she saw me surrounded with this very thick purple light. I told her that was Archangel Michael, that he was always protecting me and I called on him every day. She um, noticed an Indian chief in the room that was smudging um, almost like charcoal or the black on my third eye. And I said, I know that's Chief Joseph. He's one of my guides. I even wrote about Chief Joseph in my book. And there's another podcast about Chief Joseph if, if you want to check that one out. Well, then she said she just was doing other things and telling me a few other things. And then all of a sudden she said, there is a presence here. 
And I took a deep breath, and I knew who it was. I said, it's Jesus. And she said, yes, it is. And I get choked up on talking about it now. Because it was such a profound feeling of unconditional love that filled that room that I have experienced before with Jesus. But it was the first time for her. And she started sobbing. And as she was crying, she started apologizing to me, saying, I'm sorry, I'm crying so much. And I said, no, don't apologize. You have just tapped into the most amazing love that you will ever, ever feel. I said, I know what's going through you right now. And I'm, I'm starting to cry now talking about it. So we both cried a little. And she took some, some deep breaths. We both did. And she just said, that's the most amazing thing I've ever, ever experienced. Now, I get choked up just telling that story. And anytime I have connected with Jesus on that level, it, it, it always brings me to tears. I hope and pray that each of you feel that. That unconditional love that he has for you at some point in this lifetime. Ah, okay, let me get it together here. <laughs> because there's more to the story. So Jesus was there. I had called him in. He is the ultimate healer. And I had asked him to please be a part of my session that day to help break through whatever this was with my knees. So as this beautiful light worker continued, and I'm going to tell you her energy had shifted. She was already an amazing and gifted healer. But something was happening inside of her, in her soul. It was being infused with that amazing unconditional love. So as she moved throughout my body and she got down to my knees, she said, well, I don't know how to tell you what I'm seeing. She goes, it has to do with past lives. And I said, well, you don't even have to tell me. I said, if it's bloody and gory, I know what it is. And she said, yes, that's what I'm seeing. It's terrible. It's awful. She goes, it's the most horrific thing I think I've ever seen working on someone. And I asked her if the dogs were involved, and she said yes. And she just, I think she was stunned. So for me, that was validation. I was on the right track. So my knee issue had nothing to do with this lifetime, but it had all to do with that past lifetime. Now, my knees felt a little bit better after the session. 
you know, some more things came up and we kind of wrapped things up. My knees were feeling a little better. And um, this light worker said, this was the most amazing experience I've ever had with a client. And I'm just nodding my head, smiling, just in gratitude. And she said, I've never, ever had anything go like this, not to this magnitude or this level. I gave her a hug. And I said, it's because I not only prayed for my own healing before we started, but I prayed for yours. Well, let me tell you, this young lady, she looked completely different than the way I had met her. She was beaming with light. She had joy in her heart. It was so obvious. I knew that her life had just changed. And I was grateful for everything that we had just experienced together. But I'm not done yet with the story about my niece. So that evening, I was still at the retreat. And although my niece felt better, I knew that they weren't completely, you know, I, it wasn't completely finished yet. I must need to see more. That's what I kept getting. I must see, need to see more for this to be complete and healed. And so I lay down that night in my bed and I was just laying in meditation. I said, please, what would it take to be on the other side of this? That's one of my favorite things to ask when I feel like I just can't get the answers or something's not happening. Then I'll put it out to the universe. What would it take to be on the other side of this? Now, I don't often or I don't always get answers right away. I'm just putting it out to the universe basically to get me on the other side of this. I'm telling them, what would it take? Well, you do that. But this time, I did start getting answers. I started seeing a bit more about that past life. Not tons of, tons of information, but I saw enough details that I understood what was happening. I had been attacked by my best friend in that lifetime, who was like a brother to me, who I didn't realize was very jealous of me, the power that I had, the courage that I had, jealous of the people that followed me. I was like a leader of some sort, to be honest, of like some kind of warrior leader. This best friend was even jealous of my family life. I had a beautiful wife and two children. And like I said, I haven't seen all of the details as far as what we were doing out there at that time, out in the woods. If we were on a mission, if we were just riding, if we were just walking, I, have, I don't know that part and I don't, it doesn't matter. What mattered is that I saw who did it and I knew exactly who it was this lifetime. And it's not, here's the thing about past lives. It may be the complete opposite this time. Your relationship may be completely opposite here. Or it may have similar um, attributes. There's no rules. 
But when I asked who was this person, because I felt it was important that I see or that I need to know this, I did see someone that I recognized this time, very close to me. Now, that did not bring up any kind of, aha, uh, now I understand our relationship. That wasn't how it is, because our relationship is very amazing. What it did, however, was show me that I also saw in that past life that when it had happened, number one, I have to forgive that person that lifetime because that will keep you stuck. I also had yelled out a vow of getting even. This person had bashed my knees in, had left me out there to die, and I knew they were going back to take my wife and children as their own. So that was the plan. And I heard myself scream out that I will get even someday. Now, every lifetime I've seen, I've never done anything like that, but I'm sure there are others. What I was being shown is that that vow of getting even was keeping me stuck in that lifetime with my knees. Get it? It was keeping that knee issue alive. I'm just telling you this right now and I'm getting a knot in my stomach. So I know still, okay, there's some work to be done. When I saw all of that, I came home and I just started walking through every day and just saying, I forgive you, I forgive you. I, I remove all vows of getting even. I cut cords to those vows. You know, I couldn't take them back because I did it. But I can actually, you know, I made that vow. That's a thing. In past lives, we made vows a lot of time. And you don't realize that's what's holding you over here. Some people make vows of poverty. Vows of celibacy. I made a vow to get even. So I worked on that. I would walk out in some of my favorite magical places out in the woods. And I would walk and I would ask Archangel Michael to take his sword and cut those cords to that lifetime. I would even picture him cutting cords from my knees. Those that, that vow that I shouted out, cut those cords to that energy, cut it and heal that area. And I send forgiveness to that soul. I send forgiveness to the person that did that to me. And so my knees. <laughs> This has been a this has been a, a learning experience to say the least. They were getting better. They continued to get better. And the other day, I just decided I'm going to start pushing my body. Number one, if I'm doing this work with past life and I'm releasing these cords and these vows and all this, okay. Unless I do something that I would not normally do because of the ways my knees have been for the past year, how am I going to know that I can that I can actually trust that this is working, whatever I'm working, whatever I'm healing? So the other day, I just said, "All right, body, I'm t I'm taking you back. This is it. I, we got work to do, and you've got to be standing up to the job. Like we got to do this together, body. I'm telling my body this. So I usually do hot yoga." It's one of my favorite things, but I decided I need to get back into my iron yoga. And that is doing all poses for an hour with five pound weights, light weights, 
But let me tell you, after 15 minutes, they don't feel so light. (laughs) But that's one of the strongest I have ever been in my life was back when I was doing iron yoga on a regular basis. So I started it. I have a program recorded. I started doing it. I felt within a few minutes, I already knew I was doing the right thing. There came a time in the program where it was, you had to go into standing frog and do um, curls with the weights. Now, standing frog, if you can, if, if you've ever done that pose, you understand what you're doing with your knees. You're really bending down and it's sitting like a frog with your butt between your feet. Your legs are spread out. You were crouched down. This was the ultimate test for my knees because I had not been able to bend down like that for eight, eight, nine months. So, you know, moving past the fear, I said, we're doing this. And honestly, I can't, I'm serious. I put in my head, I was like, well, the, the worst thing that can happen is my knee pops out and I have to go to the hospital after all. So what? I'm never going to know unless I do this and take this chance. I bent down. I moved just a little bit, just getting into somewhere of a comfort level. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt bad. I could tell the muscles were um, a little tight because I had, they'd been baby for so long. I did the workout. I did every pose with very minimal pain, the least amount of pain I've had in over a year. I got up, so I did the whole workout, and I was like, oh, my God, you did it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julia, for doing this, for doing the work, for knowing what you needed to do. The next day I got up, I felt fantastic. I had zero knee pain. I decided to do my workout again. I did it again, experienced no pain, zero pain this time in the entire workout. I knew that I had made it. Now, I'm recording this several days after that uh, last workout that I just spoke of, and I'm continuing with the iron yoga. I am continuing with the hot yoga, but let me tell you, I have no pain. I went to the chiropractor. She's floored. There's no fluid on either kneecap, and I've always had fluid on the right one in the past eight months. She's even floored at the difference. And I kept telling her over this time, I know this has to do with the past life. So I'm working through it. I'm working through it. And she was had complete faith in me. She's like, I believe you. I believe you. I'm here to help you get through this and, and, and pray that you work it out and figure it out. So because of all of my work with past lives and believing that and knowing that they can be affecting me now, I was able to heal my own knees without going to a doctor who was going to probably you know, put a scalpel to them. I know people that have had umpteen surgeries in one area over and over and over again. And it is not healing. I just want to scream at the top of my lungs. Check out your past lives, baby. (laughs) Let's get this taken care of. So this is kind of a longer podcast for me, and hope you don't mind. Um, past lives have kept me in, from stepping up into serving the children that I was supposed to. Many children were killed that I was helping at the time. Um, you know, helping them continue with their connection with universe and governments not liking that. So instead of you know just offing me. They would often kill the children or torture them, and I was forced to listen or watch. 
So can you imagine, I know you can imagine, what that does to a soul that has witnessed that and felt responsible when it wasn't my fault, but I felt it was my fault. That's just a drop in the bucket. (laughs) I've seen over 13 of my past lives so far, and every single one of them has helped me heal, release, and move on up that spiritual ladder. I know now when something comes up, either physical pain, emotional, some kind of stuff, all I need to do, let's see what happened before, and let's heal that so that we can move forward. That is how I have stepped into this badass lightworking mojo that I talk about. All right, my love, I uh, am sending massive, massive love to you. I hope you get it. Just the, the power of past lives. If you ever want to do a past life regression with me, I can do them in person. Um, if you're in my area, if not, most of my clients are from all over the world. I do past life regression over the phone. It's an audio. We don't have to see each other. All you have to do is listen to my voice and have a comfortable place to sit or lay down. I can help you move through this. I can help you release the blocks. It can help you with your healing. It's time to get down to the nitty gritty, to get down to what is really, really keeping you stuck. Now, I say that. I I don't want to have it out here that I'm saying everyone, absolutely everyone has to do past life to move through a block. That's not what I'm saying. But many of us do. Lots of stuff happened to us when we, as we were shining our light. And it helps so much to go back and see what that was, heal it with the angels, let go of it, forgive whatever needs to be done that heals your soul this time. All right. I love you so much. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your family and friends. And be sure to visit Julia's website at juliatreat.com to sign up for monthly cyber swag, including meditations, rituals, readings, and lots of other life-changing stuff straight to your inbox. It's free.